We are Living by the Word Ministries, a nonprofit organization dedicated to one cause. That cause is the truth given in the Holy Bible, which we believe is the inerrant and infallible Word of God, conferred to man to live by. We let the Word of God be the final authority as to what is or is not true. We strongly feel that if we do not expose false doctrine, we only encourage it. This ministry is designed to challenge you from an apologetic point of view. 1 Peter 3.15 instructs us to always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. This is Michael Tinsley. Please stay tuned while we arm you, the believer, to keep living by the word. It's the noble thing to do. Yes, 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 indeed. It is a noble thing to do to keep living by the word. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Living by the Word Ministries presentation of the Bible Information Brokers. My name is Daryl Easy D. Fulton, and it doesn't matter where you're listening to us, what technology you're using to listen to us. If you're hearing my voice right now, well, you're going to have a brilliant opportunity to call in, to text in, to email in, and we're going to give you information momentarily. I'm going to request that this is, if this is your first time listening or you've been listening for the last 19 plus years, please get a piece of paper, get a pencil, get a pen, get Get your Bibles out if you have one and be ready to take a ride before we want to give you a feast on the Word of God. And what, what do you mean by that, Easy D? Well, number one, I'm going to be introducing to you momentarily my teammate. He'll be in momentarily. We're going to be dealing with questions. This is an opportunity for you to ask questions. Well, how can I do that? Well, here's what you can start doing right now. Start dialing the number one triple eight. LA Talks, one 528 2557 No matter if you're a first-time listener, you could be a first-time caller. If you've been listening for quite a number of years, weeks, months, what have you, call us right now at one 888 LA Talks, one 528 2557 And you can get your open, honest question in here. We want to give you the biblical response. I'm going to give you a little hint. When you call in and you have a question, now, I know this is a Bible show, and we answer uh, the things from a biblical perspective, your questions from a biblical perspective, but let me give you an idea on how many questions you actually may have in your mind. If you happen to be reading your Bible, if you read a Bible, read any book on philosophy, read anything about anything to do with truth, uh, absolute truth, or is there such a thing, EZD? Well, there may be, but you can call in right now at one 888 or you can actually send us an email question. And you can do that by simply, in the address box, write out the word questions. Write out the word questions at BibleInfoBrokers.com. That's questions at BibleInfoBrokers.com. Now, let me give you a hint back on those questions. You may be going through things in life. We all are. I have a plethora of questions I want to address the teammate, my teammates with uh, tonight, but this program is for you. This broadcast will go as you call in, as you text in, or email your questions. So please take the opportunity. We have a good couple of hours to spend with you tonight, so take advantage of it. Be one of the first to call in, and don't wait till the middle of the broadcast or late in the broadcast because we may not be able to get to you because we will run out of time. So take the opportunity right now. Call in. Our dear friend Andy, who's doing double duty tonight, she will screen your call. Just give her your name, city where you're calling from, and get right into your question, because we want to get as many questions as we can. Now, I'm, I'm giving you this information so that when we start this broadcast, it'll be sort of seamless. It'll give you the opportunity to ask a question. 
Here's an example, uh, not necessarily of a question you may have, but in the Bible, uh, whether you're reading the Old Testament or the New Testament, or whether you're going to school, or whether you're dealing with the various things in life, I know we have all the news uh, shows come on, the political things coming on, but listen, we believe that the Bible has an answer for almost everything in life and godliness, everything in dealing with your life or what you may be going through with your family, what you may be going through at school, what you may be going through uh, if you're a retired person. You know, you, you're, you, you have, you're at that age where now you're thinking about life. You've been working all your life. You're retired. Your kids are all grown. Everyone's out the house, and now uh, you have an empty nest. Things are going on. You have grandchildren. You, uh, you are a grandchild. Listen. You may have a question, and we may have uh, what we believe, the biblical response. Uh, we're not fooling ourselves. If we don't know what the Bible says about it, we'll tell you simply that. We just don't know. But we want you to give us an opportunity to deal with that question that you may have. You may have called a broadcast before, and you've had questions before about, you know, tough things, philosophical questions, theological questions. Doesn't make any difference. Listen, our teammates, uh, I'll be introducing to you, Professor, momentarily. Uh, we're just getting everything set up now, but I want to give you an opportunity to set the calls up now. So go ahead and start calling in at one triple eight LA Talks, one triple eight five two eight two five five seven. Listen, I happen to read my Bible chronologically uh, through daily, and it's a very interesting tour to go through the Bible in a chronological matter. I know we have Genesis through Revelations, but I have so many questions myself, even as I read the Word of God. There's so much going on in that Bible that I look at my life, and I look at what's the application of these Old Testament things that's going on in the Old Testament that's going on in my life today. Well, you can find out by giving us a call. Call one triple eight LA Talks one triple eight five two eight two five five seven, and we call it your open, honest question. And the reason why I even say it that way is because sometimes people will call in. People will call in and want to um, sort of like propagate their belief system. They have some thoughts about life and always wanted to be on the radio or have their broadcast and want to debate. We have no problem with debating, but this particular show, because the format we have is questions and answers. We want you to give us your questions. So get your thoughts together in a question form. You may have a partial answer. You might have you know, even a complete answer, but you want to hear our thoughts on it and what, what we believe the Bible says about the subject matter that you're bringing up. So it doesn't make any difference to me what the question is. Our professor and I, we want to deal with it. Uh, PCH, I call him, Professor Craig Hawkins. We're setting up. He'll be here momentarily. So I want you to know that as we're going to take your questions, we're going to give you the biblical response. You may have a different response. Are we right? We believe that we're right when we give you the answer. Do we know everything? Oh, please. Don't even worry about that. We know we don't know everything, and if we don't know it, we're not sure about it, we're not having a complete thought, we'll tell you, give us time to uh, research it. We may need that time to research it. But in the meantime, please take the opportunity to load the phones up right now, one triple eight. I see you calling in now, one triple eight la talks one triple eight five two eight two five five seven. Go ahead and call in or Yes, we have the technology of emails, and you can actually go to our website at Bible Info Brokers and, you know, navigate through there and see the various resources that, we're, that we have available. But you'll also be able to get a little idea about what this ministry is about. So the email address whereby you can uh, send your question by that method is questions. Write it in your, uh, t uh, your um, address box on the emails, questions, spell it out, questions, at BibleInfoBrokers.com questions at bibleinfobrokers.com. So now, as we're setting up, as we get in the broadcast together, as we get in your phone calls in, as we're getting the 
emails in. I want you to know that if you had a question from last week and you were dealing with various things and we didn't get your uh, chance to answer your question, sometime when we have a, uh, a lull period where there may be now questions that's coming in from the phone or the emails, I have all those questions from last week that may have not gotten answered. So if you happen to have called in last week and we didn't get a chance to get to your call, go ahead and give us a call now. one la talks one triple eight five two eight two five five seven. Yes, this is a live presentation. Yes, I'm taking a little time to explain to you as we set up because you know sometime on live radio things uh, have to get set up. So when we start going, we want to have a seamless show. So start dialing right now. One triple eight LA talks. One triple eight five two eight two five five seven. I see the other calls coming in. Email questions. Don't forget questions at BibleInfoBrokers.com. Listen, I'm going to share something with you just before we um, start taking the questions. And it was something that we were dealing with, at least from, uh, from my particular reading. I was getting into church history today, going through a series dealing with church history. And it brought up some uh, ideas that I have. And uh, the professor, I'll, I'll give him an opportunity to uh, chime in on this uh, issue. And the issue was dealing with... Um, Something we talked about last week, and we're dealing with uh, sort of like a predestination question and things like that. And it came to my attention that a lot of things that was going on in the, uh, the early church and where uh, the various uh, creeds were having the various councils that were happening as we were establishing the biblical text that we have today, so much church history, and Professor has a lot of... Uh, a lot of um, knowledge on church history. He has, uh, he's definitely dealing with uh, philosophy, and, and a lot of uh, church history came right out of those times, a philosopher's time. If you remember correctly, if you read in your Bible, remember when Paul went to Mars Hill, we call it the Acropolis. Paul went there and he saw all the people dealing with the various gods uh, because when Jesus was around and after his death, burial, and resurrection, and the church got started, um, it was right during that time where Rome uh, was in control. And, you know, the, the, the people who saw the Messiah coming and when Christ came, those that believed that he was the Messiah at the time, was really looking forward to uh, sort of a takeover to save them from the, the tyranny that they were going through with the, uh, the Romans. But the Romans had a very interesting system that set up whereby they allowed the, uh, the people to, uh, you know, pay taxes towards their temple to keep that temple uh, thing going. They didn't mind you at that particular time living in such a way that long as you uh, respected and honored the Roman system and you can have any gods you wanted to believe in. Now, that, I'm saying that to say this, that the, the various philosophies that we have today, the various things that we're going on today in uh, the world that we have, the, the so-called world uh, dealing with the various agendas that we have, like if I use the word tolerance, and you, we've talked about that before on a broadcast. Well, when Paul was walking through uh, this place called Mars Hill, and he was observing the various gods that uh, the other philosophers were, were dealing with and were uh, basically worshiping and uh, just having association with, he walked up to, um, they even had the, the temerity, which I think is a pretty good, interesting thing. They had a thing called the unknown god. They had a, a, statue, a statue or an idol set up for the unknown god. It's almost like covering all your bases. I mean, I've got my god here to my left, my god to my right, the different Baals and the asterisk pose and all the various things they may have been dealing with. But here they had a, a shrine to the unknown god. And Paul said, let me tell you about this unknown god. And then Paul started talking about the, the, the true and living God. 
And so when we've been on this broadcast and our, our show being an apologetic show by nature, it doesn't mean that we're apologizing for anything. It simply means that we are giving a defense. We're talking about the way um, that we deal with the, the actual, um, the way we deal with the actual handling of the defense of the gospel. You know, we, we're setting up the show now. We're getting the broadcast ready. Uh, we got folks coming in uh, to the studio, and we're going to get that together. So when we're dealing with the broadcast, we, um, we're, I'm telling you that when Paul walked into this uh, situation, he started explaining to himself uh, and to the various philosophers there about the unknown God. Paul was magnificent in this way, that when he, start, when he took that opportunity, so think about the opportunities that you have in life, Paul took the opportunity in the situation that he was in to be able to explain about the real God who they were calling the unknown God. So Paul took that opportunity. And I look at that opportunity as the opportunities that we get day in and day out. Day in and day out to do what? To talk about the God that we believe in. Now, this apologetic show is set up to, for you to call in and get your questions answered, but it's not, we're not even supposing that the answer that we give you today is going to handle all the things you're going to have to deal with in your life. So just like Paul got confronted and saw the opportunity about this unknown God that was uh, being sort of like um, enshrined there, they didn't know, you know, they was just, just in case they want to cover all their bases, Paul took that opportunity to talk about Jesus Christ, to talk about the, the, the real God, the creator of the universe, and then he explained the unknown God and took that opportunity to talk about the real and living God. My concern, my question, and the impetus for this broadcast and the years that we've been on the air on this broadcast is not only just to give you a reason for the hope that lies within you, but to give you that reason to talk about it, to give you an opportunity to understand different strategies whereby in your life you can talk about the God that you say you believe in. But here's a challenge to you all. If you are not in some kind of way, form, or fashion systematically learning about the God that you say you believe in, then when situations that come to you every day, and they will, you're not going to be prepared to talk about this unknown God to the person, the family member, the loved one, uh, even maybe a foe or someone you just run into at the airport or uh, throughout your day. You're not going to be able to explain to them the God that you say you believe in. And that, my friends, would be a tragedy. Now, yes, uh, uh, EZD is telling you that. D are you going to have all the answers? No. Do you need to have all the answers? No. But should you be able to articulate, should you be able to explain to someone the God that you believe in, the Jesus Christ that you believe in? People come on your doors on Saturday. On Saturdays all through the week, you see people in the neighborhood that actually walk on and knock on the door and want to share with you. So if they're going to take an opportunity to be that bold to talk about something that we're claiming that is not the true and living God, then look at what you're doing when you have the truth, you have the serum, you have the antidote for all the things that are going on in life. And here you are, you feel a little bit um, lacking in the area of explaining what this unknown God that Paul was talking about, but yet it's the same God of the Bible that you say you believe in. You've, we got to step up our game, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm not doing this to rebuke you, but I am giving you an admonition that if you claim to believe in something, no matter what it is, and particularly if it's dealing with the God of the universe, the Jesus Christ that we claim is the only way, the truth, and the life, then you have to be prepared at least to feel comfortable enough, or you got to get comfortable enough to be able to articulate to those that would ask you what you believe 
and even to some degree why you believe it. Do you have to be able to answer all the theological and philosophical questions and get it all together whereby you have all the answers? Lock, stock, and barrel can explain the Trinity and uh, all the various religions of the world and make comparative uh, comments about Hinduism, Buddhism, Islam, and Catholicism, and Christianity, and all the various things like that. No, no, no. I'm not saying that at all. What EZD is saying is that you need to have a fundamental understanding and belief about what you believe and why you believe it. Now think about it. You have children, you have grandchildren, you have associates at work, you have friends and neighbors. People know, people know, people know that you believe in this Jesus Christ. You have a little apprehension about telling about him because maybe you don't feel comfortable enough to give them the gospel message. Well, here's your opportunity. Here's your opportunity to give us a call right now. Uh, PCH, Professor Craig Hawkins and myself, we're going to want to give you an opportunity to call in and ask us. Maybe we can, we can discuss a way to talk about your situation, about how you can tell people about what you believe. Maybe it's a question that you have. If you get that question answered, that will give you the impetus and give you some confidence in being able to explain the various things that were troubling you about even the God that you say you believe in. The Bible have a particular point that I love where it says, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Why? Because everything is not satisfied in my mind, a professor's mind. We don't have all the answers to everything in life. But, man, when something is troubling us, something is going on in our life, we want to take that opportunity to be able to look in the Word of God because we believe that that Word of God, what God has revealed to us in the Scriptures, in the 66 books, has the answer for most of life issues of life, godliness, how to live, what to do, what to say, and how to be in the world that we find ourselves in. So let me give you the number again. Let me give you the email address again. I'll bring the professor up. We'll get to the phone calls. I see you calling in at one triple eight LA Talks, one triple eight five two eight two five five seven. And we'll take your calls and we'll take your email questions. Just simply write in the address box questions at Bibleinfobrokers.com. Questions at Bibleinfobrokers.com. So without further ado, um, and you've been listening to me for some time, now I want to get an opportunity to give you a chance to call in with your questions or email us your questions. And myself and Professor Craig Hawkins, who I'm going to introduce to you right now, ready to receive your phone calls and your email questions. PCH, how you doing, brother? Doing well, Daryl. Good to be here. Good to see you again, brother. Let me see if you got any of that, that, that good food on your mouth there. No, you're doing good. <laughs> you're doing now, good. Now, Daryl, the good news is we both have hair, but you've got more gray than last time I saw you. Hey, brother, now remember, that birthday just passed. Give me that senior citizen status and respect That's your right. others. But, <laughs> but, you know, when people, mine's actually going white. When people say it, I go, hey, at least I have hair. So. <laughs> you know what? That's the truth. That's yeah, the truth. Uh, so I'm good with that. Can't stress my age. is going all the way bald. But PCH, uh, <laughs> glad to have you. Glad to have you in studio on the night, brother. I'm glad Good to see to you again. Here. I'm glad you had a wonderful trip with the family. Now we got some work to do, like we've been doing for the uh, the last 17 plus years. 19 for me on the same time zone, the same time slot. Is there anything special that's going on, Professor? That's uh, you know, like we do the pet peeves, everything at the end of the broadcast. Oh, we got some stuff coming up, sure, Daryl. Well, why don't you tell the people about? That? I know we talked about last week about October or so. You got some things going on. The reason why I'm asking you, PCH, because this I just saw before I came in here. I very seldom look at the news before I come in here, but I happen to see a newscast dealing with some folks that had like uh, 10 people who either got killed in Texas or they had like 100-plus people in some kind of big movie, 18-wheeler that was doing human trafficking. And I know this is something.
something that you deal with mm -hmm. uh, away from uh, this particular question and answer format that we have, and you're dealing with that in various ministries. So can you let the people know, and as they're calling in, uh, we get these calls set up and email questions. Just let them know about what's happening for you in the real future. Well, thanks. I, I do deal with that, and I go to Cambodia and places like Thailand, Vietnam, and whatnot. But the next trip coming up actually is uh, going back to India, and uh, actually, hopefully, we're going into Myanmar as well. Either way, we're training some, we're training some pastors from Myanmar, and that's just an incredible opportunity. We train Christian leaders, uh, pastors and other leaders. Um, a lot of them have no chance for a, a formal education. And, you know, Daryl, I was talking to a, a, another individual I know in ministry, and they had gone to the trip previous time, and they talked about how they had brought some books on hermeneutics, mm -hmm. the science and art of interpretation, and he just wanted to give it to them. And, and some of them, most of them stayed up that night, read the whole book, because they thought they needed to know it. <laughs> they are so hungry, yes. and they're so diligent. Uh, it's just, I love it. I love interacting with these folks. So I'll be going back into Delhi and then up into northeastern India, and we train uh, leaders not just from India, which would be great in and of itself. Trust me, nothing wrong with that. But from Bhutan, from Nepal, from Bangladesh, from Myanmar. Myanmar, if you're not sure, that's old Burma. Uh, so uh, Burma. And then I go generally to a site, uh, to another state or region, and where we can interact with our guys and gals and interact with them uh, firsthand. And uh, again, this time I'm going to have the opportunity to train pastors from Myanmar. And the reason I'm just so jazzed about that, and in India, of course, is just an incredible thrill, but because Christianity has been basically outlawed. It's, it's an officially Buddhist nation, and Christians and others are often persecuted. And <laughs> Myanmar is a pretty crazy place. When I was there... Uh, previous time, they said basically there's four regions they divided up, and only two of these will the government vouch for your safety. That is, it's not that something can't happen to you, but it's at least they, they claim they will try to protect you. But in the other two regions, you're on your own. Uh, wow. In other words, bad things can and do happen to people. So, but at any rate, I had the pleasure last time I was in India to meet uh, five pastors from Myanmar because I went to a state right on the border in India, right on the border of Myanmar, and they came over. And I was able to meet with them and talk with them, and they wanted me to come back and do some training. So uh, so we just want to inform people and say, hey, appreciate your prayers. It's coming up late September, early October. Appreciate your prayers uh, financially if you want to be involved. Some folks have already done that. Really appreciate that. Uh, this is an incredible opportunity. I wish I could take all of you with mm. me. I wish I could take you with me so you would see that I'm not hyping this, that these guys are really bright, they're diligent. Most of them speak four to six languages or more. One of the guys I'm dealing with, Ranjit, speaks 10. Mm. 10. Uh, how are you doing, folks? Most of us struggle with English. <laughs> Don't know the difference between well and good, adjectives and adverbs. Um, and these guys speak most of them five languages and some as many as 10. And they're just passionate and they risk their life. Uh, one pastor we deal with, they tried to bury him twice. He came out of Hinduism and they tried to bury him alive. Uh, when's the last time that happened to you? Mm. These people, I look at America, we have so much. These folks don't, and so we try to, t I, I load my my luggage up, I'm always overweight, and, but, but I have frequent flyer status because of my traveling. You, sh you should. And so they let me, they, <laughs> often they let me through, but yeah. my bags, Daryl, it's my workout. I mean, these things are heavy, and I'm always jazzed to come home because my bags are so much lighter because I, I give these guys all these books and materials and, and whatnot because it's too expensive to get it over there and mail it. It's just incredibly prohibitive. But again, to the point, appreciate your prayers financially if you want to be involved. I wish I could take you. Now, some of you I know are saying, well, hey, why don't you 
why don't you post it up on Facebook? Why don't you just do that? Well, let me, say. Let me answer why. Because people get arrested. Because one of my friends, who I've worked with for years doing this, he inadvert- he put some stuff on Facebook and thought, no big deal. And some people found it, and they called. They wanted the authorities after him. And he wasn't even sure he was going to get back in the country again because uh, in many areas it's fundamentalist Hindu or otherwise, and they do not take kindly to Christians coming over there in certain regions. And uh, so it basically you, you risk people's lives by showing their faces. I've been to conferences. I was at a conference in China one time, Daryl. And where they said they, the people had a special, they had tags on them, and some of them had, like I say, a red circle or a square on it. And what that meant was do not take their picture mm. and do not post it on Facebook because people, these people can and will be arrested and put in jail Makes or sense. otherwise. So no hype, it's reality. Uh, I'm not saying it's that where everywhere in India, but it is in parts. In Bhutan, you'll be arrested. In Myanmar, you can be as well. In Nepal, you just got to be careful where you are. Um, but at any rate, you know what? The point is... Uh, again, one last time, these folks are fired up. Uh, these guys and gals love God, and they need to be equipped. And I, I think it's just an incredible shame that they don't have access to more material and training, and that's why I go over there to do this. And it'll be my umpteenth time going over there, but I, I love it in the sense of training these people. Daryl, I always come back, and I think, actually, they bless me way more than I bless them. I, I, I was one of, I go away so enriched, so fired up, because of their passion and their sacrifice and their commitment to Christ. Mm-hmm. And when you're able to give them uh, just a small amount, if it's just that, of further equipping them to understand the gospel, to share it to their their uh, the people they pastor and lead, and and then the Hindus, uh, the Buddhists, uh, Muslims, uh, you know, Hare Krishna is over there, Baha'ism, uh, whatnot. So that's what's coming up. That'll be um, the very end of September, okay. first two weeks of October, so folks, you can be praying now. Uh, let me just say this, by the way, real quickly. Uh, I, I know I'm going long-winded no, here, no, Joe, no, but no, Pastor important. Mung's one of the main guys we ah, work yeah. with, and Mung is just a great brother. All these guys are, but Mung in particular, his he son, helps was... organize this, right? Yeah. And this guy's just been thrashed. Um, his son Sang Lal yeah. uh, had brain cancer and a thyroid condition, and he's in remission right now, but. He got it when he was six years old, almost seven, and he's about nine-ish now. Mm. But, you know, thank God he's in remission, but you see the young guy, and you see the effects of radiation and chemo mm. on him. Mm. And so Mung had to uh, had to go down to Chennai, where they had the facilities. He doesn't normally live there, and mm. incurred a lot of expenses. And so he went through all that, and the last two years, almost three with cancer and the treatment for his son. And thank God he's doing relatively well, right, right. all things considered, considering having brain cancer. <laughs> but his months. wife just had major, Bonnie, B-O-I-N-U, but mm-hmm. we, but pronounced like we would pronounce Bonnie. Bonnie, okay. Uh, Bonnie. Um, his wife just had major surgery. So would you pray for her as well, her wow. recovery? And, and I just can't help but say this. I think it's a lot of it's spiritual warfare. This guy's getting pounded. Why? Because he's getting, he's helping to bring these Christian leaders together. See, yes. a lot of these guys, they don't deal with each other because of of racism, because of the caste system, mm. uh, because of tribalism. Some of these guys in their lifetime used to kill each other oh. because these tribes are at war with each other. And then some of them are at war with the nation of India mm-hmm. because they say, we never belonged to India. Britain had no right to put us in, in here in 1948-ish, what have you. So there's a lot of dynamics. And so many times the Christians will not work together. Wow. And Hmong has got them to work together and brings them together and the various tribes and factions and, and tribes. Try to train them together. So, 
uh, pray in particular, among other things, for Pastor Mung, M-A-N-G, because uh, God is powerfully using him, and I really believe he is his, he's taking it on the chin and doing this. Keep that brother in prayer. Trust me, their daily life is not like yours, my <laughs> friend. Uh, right. I'll leave it at that. And uh, again, so thank you for your prayers. Again, I will be uh, all things equal. Looks like I'll be leaving the last week of uh, September, okay. and then there for uh, two weeks ish up and through wow. the middle of October. You know, PCH, I'm just looking at the opportunity that we have out here. We've been on this broadcast for many years, and I'm looking even looking at it right now. We have open calls right now. I'm just wondering if we can reverse this situation. We will all trade spots with the place where you're going, and the people who are out here. Only thing different is we have our same mindset. Those people out here, I wonder if we would have room to even give the phone number out again or even have room if, they, if our website wouldn't crash or if emails crash with people calling in with questions and answers. So here you're traveling tens of thousands of miles to share with people, and here we have an opportunity right here on this broadcast now. now again, I'm, I'm simply saying, look, I can, you know, Professor, you know i got a thousand questions myself, but we're giving people the opportunity to call in right now. We see a couple of people calling in, and we see some emails that we're going to deal with, but let me give you the number right now, folks. You are not in India. You're not overseas. You have an opportunity to call in. You have a, a God, the same God that you're talking about out here is the same God that is true over there in India. So, folks, do you want to take an opportunity and lose the opportunity that we have right now for you to call in with any question that you have about life, about the Bible, for us to give you a biblical response if we know it? We'll take that opportunity to call in right now because this show is going to go as you go. one la talks is a number. One triple eight five two eight two five five seven. One triple eight five two eight two five five seven are in the email address. Simply put questions at BibleInfoBrokers.com. So we're going to go right to the phones. You just deal with what we got going on here. And we're going to talk to our good friend Joy in the city of Costa Mesa. Joy, thanks for holding on and calling in. Oh, thanks for those words, um, Professor. I love hearing about your trips over there. So, and yes, we are so blessed with uh, California, especially. Yes. Video 24 hours, just messages and call-in, program like this. Okay, well, I have a lot of questions, but I know I'll just give you one. Um, it's in the book of First Peter, where, um, where, and I checked in my commentary, and that kind of confused me even more. So it's in <laughs> First Peter three eighteen to 20, verse 19 in particular, where it says, For Christ died for our sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive by the Spirit, through whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison, who disobeyed long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. So, what, uh, who were the spirits in prison who disobeyed and that he preached to them? Um, yeah, this is... Sure, Joy. Good to hear from you again. And this is one of these really difficult passages that gives a lot of people apoplexy. Uh, <laughs> what is that, Professor? <laughs> apoplexy like a heart attack. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like I thought one of those little Greek words there. Yeah, yeah. Apoplexy is, again, like having a heart attack. Um, so, yeah, and, and, and not just this, but then in, verse, in chapter 4 as well. There's two mm-hmm. major interpretations. Let me give you both of them, Okay. Mm-hmm. And so we have this, this uh, beautiful book of First Peter, and he's talking about a number of things in sanctification and in husband and wives in chapter 3. And then he switches gears, and he talks about suffering uh, for Christ. And by the way, I, I have to start verse 15. But in your hearts always set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. 
but mm. do this with gentleness and respect. Of course, this is the great one of the great passages for apologetics. The Greek word is apologia, the noun apologia my the verb, and it's the the word reason is logos, and uh, where we get a word logic, and so we are to give an answer uh, for the hope that is it, uh, hope in here. L piece in Greek means confident expectation, not just, oh, I hope my ship's going to come in, but we know it is. It's on the way. But at any rate, then we get down to this incredible passage about what's going on here. And so the two major views are this. Number one is that this is, that is Christ preached through the Holy Spirit to the people at the time of Noah. In other words, it really the people who were alive at Noah, Noah preached to them. He warned them of the coming flood. Now, of course, now they've died and they've gone to the, uh, you know, the, uh, a place of uh, holding until their, their, their great judgment, the white throne judgment mentioned in Revelation 20. Uh, but so this view would say that these people are, were, were people who lived at the time of Noah, who were disobedient, and Christ preached to them, and again, preached to them through Noah by the spirit of the power of God. So that's, they would say that's what that's referring to. And that's a respectable view, and I understand it, because it does talk about Noah and about people being saved and all this and whatnot. Um, but then, you know, chapter 4 goes into some other stuff, and you're like, well, what's all this about? The, the second view is, is that, that basically this, re, this is referring to Christ after his—during uh, the three days he's in, he's in the tomb, or he, he dies. That is when he's killed on Friday and before he rises on Sunday morning— Mm-hmm. That he goes to uh, not to hell. It's not Gehenna. Uh, uh, word faith people get this all confused. Most of them don't know original languages. They say things are silly. It's he goes to Hades. Hades is the Greek counterpart of Sheol, the grave. And I would argue, in light of Luke 16, there was a place where they could actually almost see each other, this bottomless pit, if you will, separated by a chasm. And this was the realm of the dead. You had Abraham's bosom, again, mentioned in Luke 16. You have, we believe it's Dives on the one side and uh, Lazarus on the other and Abraham. Uh, and so the second view would be, to get to the point, would be that Christ, during his stay in Sheol, Hebrew word, or, or Hades, he is proclaiming. Now, this is not a gospel second chance. It's not the word uh, euangelizo or apangelo, which can be used to preach the gospel. Of course, euangelion is a Greek word for good news, gospel. Euangelizo is the verb. It's the word kerusa, which means to proclaim, and it was often used in the context of uh, many times, not always, but often a military leader or a king or whomever would come into a region, let's say Alexander the Great, and he would often do this. And he'd say, look, if you guys surrender now, then I'll go pretty easy on you. Yeah, I'm going to tax you and all that stuff. But if you give in now, then I'll, I'll lighten up on you. Yeah, there's going to be you know consequences and there's going to be taxation and all that. But if you don't, he did this to, to Tyre, for example. He says, but if you don't, I'm going to completely destroy you. I'm going to kill all of you, basically, almost all of you. Uh, those that live, I'll sell into slavery. And I will basically kill most of you and just take everything and so in other words not that christ was going to kill anybody but the point is it's it's then when the king did if the king indeed did conquer then his herald would come along and say look here's the conditions we told you what was going to happen and so that the greek word caruso would be used to say here's the proclamation of the victory here's the consequences and the second view would say Christ is proclaiming the victory. He's not, you know, threatening people or he's going to hurt, harm them. But he's saying the promise was given and it's been fulfilled. I have fulfilled.
fulfilled what was written about me in the Tanakh or the Old Testament, and it's all coming to pass. And by the way, here's the consequences. For those who believe in me, good news. Those who didn't, bad news. Those are the two major views. You tell me which one you think is more uh, in light of the text and or both, and uh, we can go from there. But that's how I would approach this one passage. Well, let me just ask this, so um, to really get it. Um, so there, they disobeyed Noah's right. preaching, God's preaching through Noah. Right, he told them, right, they're he's given them. Mm-hmm. They're in the place of the holding of the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and now Christ, while he's in the grave, three days, he goes to them to say, I mean, they've disobeyed. He's not giving them another chance. No, 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 exactly. And that's why my whole point of the difference between yeah. Apangelo, uh, uh, Caru- Caruso, Euangelizo, uh, 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 and Caruso. Yeah. So this is not, there's no gospelizing here. He's not giving them the gospel. He's giving them the uh, proclamation of, those of you who believed me, good news. Those of you who didn't, you're, you're, basically your fate is sealed. What I said was, what God said it was going to happen, even clear back through Noah, has happened, and your judgment is sealed. But those who believed are not there. Those who believed are not there with the disbelieving. Are they in the same place? Well, there, there's two views of that there, and and okay. one view is is when people died, they got, went directly to be in heaven or in the presence of God, if you will, even in the Old Testament. The view that I hold is that they went to Abraham's bosom. Mm-hmm. And okay. there they waited there, and then that would explain Ephesians 4 when it talks about Christ lead, leading forth captivity captive. Remember when it says that? He gave That's gifts unto right. people. Well, what does that mean? Well, what, what, unless he's, he's taking them to heaven. And to me, that makes more sense of the passage in John. And well, when he says, no man has ascended unto the Father, but the Son of Man, right, has declared him. So, But if people have already gone to heaven, that doesn't seem to be true. So I think the second view makes more sense of more text. So these two passages in Peter really go together then? I would argue so. And also the ones, so then the ones that did believe, wouldn't they be in a better place? Well, they are, but but see, so so go back to Luke 16. They are, they're they're in Abraham's bosom. They're waiting to go to to the very presence of God, in quote. I mean, God's omnipresent, but heaven is such as we call it in some significant sense. So they are in a good place, but they both get the message. And the good news is to those who believe and are in a good place, hey, good news, everything God's promised you has now been delivered. In other words, Let's, we talk about promissory notes, or there, or someone in real estate will sign a contract, which is a pledge that you're going to complete the transaction. That's what escrow is all about, yes. right? And so it's a promissory note, or otherwise, and it's or a guarantor. It's not here yet, but it's going to be. And then when it's delivered, like when you transfer funds in a real estate transaction, now it's a done deal. So Christ gives them the good news: I, we promised you this, and it's been fulfilled. And then, so that's the good news for those who've already believed. Those who have not believed aren't getting the gospel a second chance. They're getting the news that your fate is sealed. I warned you. You were told to repent, and when you were alive, you did not, and now your fate is sealed. Wow. That just sounds just like the Lord. Like yeah, not the discussion I'd want to be receiving, not, not the uh, rebuke I'd want to hear from God. Joy, if you skew the pun, it would be no joy when you would get those kind of conversations from the Lord. Oh, thank you. Can thank I just you. ask you another quickie? A quickie uh, only because we got some email questions and other folks to get to. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll give you a chance to do that next week for us, okay? Okay. All thank right. you, Joy. Thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. God, God bless. bless. 
You know, PCH, uh, like I just said, the joy, we, we, people can have an opportunity to call in at one triple eight la talks one triple eight five two eight two five five seven. 528 We see the calls coming in. We also have an email question, and questions that you can call in. I'm not calling, but send your email by simply writing in the address box, questions, spell it out, questions at BibleInfoBrokers.com. Now, Craig, before I give you the email question, I kind of uh, – uh, uh, cut and paste in the little message box there. You can kind of get a heads up. I want to give the people an opportunity to not only support uh, this broadcast, but also get an opportunity to support what you was talking about your trip to India. Because the, you know, look, if we had the if we had the big mega bucks, man, to do this stuff, we'll be we'll be out 365 days a year doing the various things that God would call us to do. But a lot of times, because of just simply finances, because of uh, maybe folks bought an extra pizza, they could have considered giving it to a ministry, even a ministry like ours, to be able to get the word of God. Out. Folks, I'm going to say this. All that you have, all especially if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, all that you have is really God's. It really is. And you are really a steward, a steward that should be considering sincerely what you should be doing with all that you have, all the resources, all the time, and all the talent that you have. It really belongs to the Lord. He paid a price, the ultimate price, to save your soul. We're going to talk about that. But here's an opportunity for you to, uh, to give in to a ministry, to be a partner with us in doing the work that we're doing here at uh, Living by the Word Ministries, Bible Information Brokers. The Bible Information Brokers, we want to give you answers. We want to give you an opportunity that we've been doing for all this time to call in. So let me give you an opportunity to simply give. I would ask that you do this. Do not. I repeat, do not give a dime to us that you would give to your church. Don't take away from the church that you are going to and that you're supporting, that uh, feeds you spiritually and the people there are loving you. Uh, you take care of that local congregation. So we're not asking for that, those funds. But we are saying that if you're in transition between churches and you have all the Lord's money or you have so much of the Lord's money that you can consider what you would give to this broadcast, then please do that. I'll give you the opportunity to simply mail it in, uh, check our money order. You can write it out today and then mail it tomorrow. Here's the, um, the information. You can simply put on the check LBTW, and you can simply mail it after that to P.O. Box 90477. I'll repeat that. P.O. Box 90477 in Los Angeles. The zip code is 9 in the beginning, three zeros in the middle, and a 9 at the end. That's 90009. So once again, that's P.O. Box 90477, Los Angeles, California, 90009. If you're inclined, you have access to the Internet, you're online right now, even listening to us, go over to our website. I'm looking at it right now. It's a simple one page. Uh, click the button where it says Donate, and you can give by way uh, of Internet. Secure site by uh, PayPal, by credit card. You can make it recurring if you choose. You can do a one-time gift. Whatever you choose, it's, it's, it's the Lord's got the money in your hand, and we're asking that you support this broadcast. If you do so, we appreciate that in advance. If you're inclined and you also want to give to the ministry that uh, Professor Craig was just talking about, PCH is going to, to India at the, um, right about the, the last week of September. So for two weeks, he's going to be out there. Look, it costs. Uh, like he was telling you about, he has frequent flyer miles to get those materials out there. But what would be a blessing for you to be, he'd be able to double what he can do out there. And he'd be able to have money to take care of the people out there. Because uh, all the monies that we get, he gets no salary for doing the things he's doing with our, our, our broadcast. Should he get paid? We'd love to pay him. Folks, maybe you might even do, do that. You might be able to have enough money so that we might be able to participate through your finances to help Professor do what he's doing in, over there in India, teaching uh, 
preachers how to teach the word of God out there in a, in a Hindu country, out there in a, a country that is uh, antithetical to the teachings of the word of God. So what a great opportunity for you to build up the kingdom of God since you can't go yourself. But we have some people that you can connect to and go and invest in the kingdom of God that way. If you give to uh, our ministry or if you want to give to Professor uh, PCH or Craig's ministry in regards to going to India, simply put in there PCH or India. We'll get it. We'll make sure that he gets every single one of those dollars. 100% of the money that you give to that will go to him in the ongoing cost of getting back and forth to India and all the material and things that he needs. What a great opportunity, maybe even also for the, the, the bills that's going on with, the, with, our, our, um, uh, with, with a good brother Mung and his family. His son got cancer, his wife got, you know, this. We know we see the commercials. We know we see those things on TV where people are hungry and they're showing people all in destitute situations. But listen, you've been listening to us for any of the time. You have confidence in what we're saying. Craig sees this. He knows these people. So you can give however you give, whether it's for the trip, whether it's for the help out the Hmong family, other people out there, give, give, give. One less pizza is not going to kill you. One less Starbucks is not going to kill you. Give into the ministry, and we would appreciate it in advance. So you can go to the website at Bible Info Brokers, or you can simply mail us a check or money order at uh, LBTW PO Box 90477, Los Angeles 90009. Thank you in advance. PCH, that was a mouthful. Hey, yeah, and let me just say this, and sure. um, I normally don't talk about this, but but just so people know, I don't get paid to do this. I'm going to get paid in heaven, I hope. But yeah, uh, this, I do this because I believe in it. So you might say, well, why don't you invest your own money? Oh, I do. <laughs> I, it's my time. I was going traveling to Asia at least four times a year, Daryl. Yeah. All of that was at my own. I'm yeah, not we, getting paid for that. Yeah, you know, I know. I do that. Because I believe in it, because it's an internal investment. These people deserve to be equipped. And my wife and I do invest. We, we buy all kinds of materials and books and take them with at our, our, at our expense. So if you're even thinking, well, you should do it yourself. Well, I am doing it myself. <laughs> so, but, but if you would like to get in on yes. it, be, you know, I'm not a financial advisor. But if I was, I'd say, look, I got a great investment. There's a ground floor. I knew somebody who bought, for example, stock in um, Hanson's mm-hmm. and makes monsters, drinks and stuff like that. Uh, this guy bought stock when it was like just came out. Ah, I mean, it went through. Ah. Daryl went through the roof. You know what I'm saying? On the ground floor. Could yeah. you imagine like be like owning own stock on Amazon today when it mm. first came out? Mm. So I see this as an internal investment. So enough said. Uh, if you believe in that, minimally pray for me and pray for those uh, that I go with and the guys, the pastors and leaders. We go over there to train them and whatnot, and those will be training. So I appreciate that. Really appreciate that in advance. Listen, email us a question. We have an email question we're going to deal with a little bit later on, but we want to get back to the phones. But you can email us a question by writing in the address box, questions, spell it out, questions at BibleInfoBrokers.com. Questions at BibleInfoBrokers.com. We have a few lines open. Give us a call at one triple eight la talks one triple eight five two eight two five five seven. You have PCH, Professor Craig Hawkins. My name is Daryl E.C.D. Fulton. This is the Bible Information Brokers, and we want to take your questions and give you a biblical response. Let's go to the South Bay Area, Professor, and talk to our good friend Dan. Dan, how you doing, brother? Pretty good, you? Doing well, man, doing well. Hello, Craig. Hey, Dan. Good evening, brother. Always good to hear from you. Uh, before I ask my question, I just want to say thank you for what you're doing going over there. Uh, I'm excited that you're getting a chance to go into Myanmar. And uh, you might you might be able to make a little money if you bought ru- rubies while you're in Myanmar. Because, <laughs> rubles, yeah. rubies, because that is kind of like Korea kind of cut off from the world. 
there's no Burmese rubies out here anymore. Yeah, well. It drove the price up. So if you invest a few hundred dollars over there, it might be worth some Well, yeah, let me just tell you on this. I would know what attention talking about this. I lost a lot of money because... Rupees are rupees, uh, rupees, not rupees, rupees, but rupees are the official, you know, money exchange of in India, Mm -hmm. and I don't change it back in because it's a waste. I'm gonna go back over. So I brought a fair amount back over, and they redid their monetary system, and I lost anything over a thousand rupees, a thousand dollar rupees, which isn't that much money, twenty bucks. Right, right. But I had a bunch of those. I lost all that's worthless now. You see, so I took that one in the pants. And that's one of the things when I used to travel, Greg. You know, I used to travel around with those trotters, and every time we go to a city or a country, they tell us, hey, you might want to cash back in when we come back around, just what you say can happen. Yeah, exactly. So they anything over uh, a $500 rupee yeah. is now worthless. Wow. So I have a bunch of paper, which wow. is great, making wallpaper my wall or something or whatever. Cause um, America, take note. Take note. Yes. Well, hey, Dan, well, that's enough about our uh, economic brokering. <laughs> let's, yes. get, let's get to this question. So much for have. that great idea of mine. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Go ahead, Dan. What's your question for the night, brother? Uh, I wanted to I wanted to talk about uh, pornography addiction, and it seems to be prevalent even with Christians uh, and people that are married. They get they get online, and it's easy access, and pe- people get addicted to it, and they don't even realize that when they're doing that, they're also uh, cheating on their wives. Mm-hmm. Um, our our husbands, them. our husbands, yeah, in cases, it, it, it goes on both ways do it as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. and then, and I think it'll it'll because it, it spreads out wide to all addiction and how we can fight that uh, so to the flesh or so to the spirit, and then scriptures on it, particularly uh, pornagia, I think is what it says in the Greek. Porneia, yeah, porneia, mm-hmm. porneia. Yeah, that's it. Okay, and uh, so. It's not talked about much on this show, and probably you might want to say some kind of get the kids away from the radio right now. Yeah, disclaimer if anyone, because it is summer, at least for many or most. And so if you have children listening, you don't want them to hear this uh, very adult conversation. You might not want them to listen, so I'll advance the notice. Thanks, Dan. Exactly. Yeah, we don't deal with it a lot, but we're more than happy to uh, because focus on the family and a number of ministries, Family Life Today, do a great job talking about this. Um, but, but again, so those who, who don't want their kids to hear this discussion, you need to remove them from the listening area. It's but one it's of the a, big focuses of the, of the uh, oh, what's that big men's group where they went out almost like Harvest does? Well, uh, yeah, I'm not sure which one you're talking about, but th- there's a number of them. But the point is, it's a, it's a major issue. Um, they do these polls and studies and that. Even many pastors admit that they're they're hooked on this stuff. Uh, yeah. Many Christian leaders. And, and the Internet's just an incredible tool for good and for bad. Uh, you can get all kinds of great information. You know, get all kinds of stupidity right at your fingertips as mm. well. People, It's kind of like the proverbial joke, he doesn't have an unpublished thought. Well, there's all kinds of nincompoopishness. That's a technical term, by the way, <laughs> that's uh, at, at your disposal. And there's all types of smut. It's out there. And of course, as anybody knows who's on the internet, you can get filters and that. But still, sometimes you're like, what? Where did this come from? I mean, this advertisement, how did it get through? Uh, and you can get filters. But that's why... Uh, to cut to the chase, it, it, yeah, it is an issue, and I'm no expert, but what I understand is is that it, um, 
it hits a part of your brain, pleasure centers, whatever they call these things. And, and so there's, anyways, it becomes very addicting. But that is sin. But I don't like to use the term addiction. I want to be careful because then it sounds like, well, it's just a disease. It's not really a sin. Well, sin is a disease and vice versa. I think of Christ in John who says, he who commits sin becomes a servant of sin. You, you can become in bondage to it. You become enslaved to it. And it wreaks, it's wrong, and it wreaks all havoc with marriages, and it's not just men, it's women do this stuff as well. Uh, and it's a very, very serious problem, absolutely. Um, and uh, because of its availability and ease of uh, attaining this, and that's why, uh, to cut to the chase to me, I just want to talk about accountability. Yes. It's about accountability, and you have to be willing to hold yourself accountable because people can lie through their teeth and, and not deal with it. That's why I really believe in men being involved with other men, and whether it's a, a brother or a brother's, where you, they hold you accountable, and they can ask, can and do ask you very candid questions, especially people like me who travel a lot. I want people to know, well, where were you? What were you doing? You can get in all kinds of trouble. Let me leave it at that real quickly. I mean, I go to one of the major prostitution centers. It's all over the place in Cambodia. If one's not careful, you can find yourself in big trouble. Massage parlors, can quotes, and all kinds of stuff. It's everywhere, oh, places like that. So uh, what I'm saying is that there, you, one needs to have accountability in their life, and and if you want to f- try to fool people, you probably can do it. Not that but, difficult. But, but Daryl, you know, and the only caveat I'd give you is you want to do this with a brother who doesn't have a problem of gossip, who doesn't just oh. shoot his mouth off, but, you know, in confidentiality. But we need accountability. Uh, women need this, uh, not just men, but women need this, but men do as well. And men tend to be lone wolves. They tend to be isolated. They tend to, I, I'll do it alone, you know, myself. Don't Often don't have a lot of good friends. And for a Christian, that's just a no-no. That's just not healthy. That's not wise. You want people who are uh, your your peers, not just people you're mentoring, but people who are your peers and or are your seniors in Christ and who are going to ask you tough questions and hold you accountable, especially if this is an area of difficulty. Some A few guys listening, this doesn't ring anything a bell to them. It's like, I don't have an issue with this. Most do. Many do. And so it's a question of accountability. How are you doing in this area? How's it going? What's going on? And it's not just that. And it's taking steps to not get into it. Look, you can, there's all these uh, filters and things you can get that, that that keep the stuff off your computer or warn you. I mean, look, if I have a problem with alcohol, I'm not going to a bar and hanging out. That's just not or a place where, you know, there's a lot of alcohol. It's just, I mean, can I say, com- say it, common sense? <laughs> you know, uh, when you have an area of difficulty, uh, well, I have my disagreements with AA. I do appreciate the steps and they're where it's to be honest and real and have somebody you have um, – forget their term for it, but you have at least one person who, you know, is your sponsor, I guess is what they call them, that, that holds you accountable, that asks you tough questions. Have you been drinking? Did you know, Are you lying to me? Uh, have you been tempted with it? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, these are really important things. Given the, um, the problem with pornography, given the problem with adultery among Christians, hello, it's just as bad apparently as almost as the world, the divorce rate for Christians is almost just as high as for non-Christians. I mean, stop and think about it. Uh, we, this is so important. We yeah, we, 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 yeah, we're going to come on the side. Damn, we'll put you on hold. We're going to come on the side of break. We're going to take some time on this because it's so pervasive and it's so serious. We'll put you on hold, Dan, so hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Living by the Word Ministries presentation of the Bible Mission Brokers, PCH, Professor Craig Hawkins, Daryl Easy D. Fulton. We got some very interesting subjects. Uh, hang in there, Doug, Elaine, uh, Charlie. We're going to get the email questions as well. So right now we're going to take a break. 
We'll be back after these messages with more of Question and Answers from the Bible Information Brokers. <laughs> 